0: This podcast is brought to you by Primed. Henry is here for his annual Medicare wellness exam, and at the age of 75, he feels quite well. His blood pressure is well controlled with a daily ARB, and other than tamsulosin at bedtime, he takes no other prescribed medications. But the nurse recorded that he takes an aspirin every day. You ask him why he's taking it, and he says he takes it for his heart, because all his friends do. Is it time to counsel him to stop? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, Professor and Founding Chair from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Medical School, Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Bob,
1: welcome. Hi, Frank. Great to be here talking with you again today.
0: Great. So, aspirin keeps coming up on our podcast. The U.S. Preventive Services Task Force um, updated their recommendations recently, Uh, from 2016 was the last time they had a recommendation around aspirin. And then they gave us an update, uh, a, a, a possible update last fall. What's their final conclusions? Can you catch us up?
1: Yeah, no, this is great. They finally uh, made made this a final statement and it's good to see because there's been lots of, um, you know, controversy around this, as you can imagine. And so I like this update because it gives us a little more clear direction. So to update it, this was the 2016 was the last time they did this. They actually commissioned a systematic review on the effectiveness of aspirin to reduce the risk of cardiovascular events, right, MI, stroke. Cardiovascular mortality in all-cause mortality in persons without a history of cardiovascular disease. This is primary prevention we're talking here, all right? The review also, though, investigated the effect of aspirin use on colorectal cancer incidence and mortality for those that were taking aspirin for primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. They also looked at the harms, particularly bleeding, uh, associated with uh, aspirin use. And they commissioned a microsimulation modeling study to assess the net balance of benefits and harms from aspirin use for primary prevention of cardiovascular disease and colorectal cancer. And they stratified this by AIDS, sex, and cardiovascular disease risk factor.
0: Wow. I mean, I, I love the fact that they've taken it to this modeling uh, approach because I think we sometimes think of condition, drug, and we're talking more. They, they looked at everything, vast cardiovascular disease, colorectal cancer, the, the, the big risks and the big benefits. What did the U.S. Preventive of Services Task Force review conclude?
1: Yeah, well, this was great. So they concluded with moderate certainty, using their language, of course, uh, with a rigorous evidence-based approach of things, that initiating low-dose aspirin for use for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease events in adults 60 years or older had no net benefit. Grade D recommendation. It was noted that the magnitude of the harms, GI bleeding, intracranial bleeding, and hemorrhagic strokes was small overall. But it tended to increase with age, particularly once you cross that 60-year-old mark. So they said, all right, let's look at those younger than 60 then. If we're saying, you know, there's no benefit for those over 60, what about those 40 now, 40 to 59? They said, well, for those folks, you should probably calculate their 10-year cardiovascular disease risk, which makes sense. And for those who have more than a 10% risk factor, the use of low-dose aspirin for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease had a small net benefit still at that grade and by the way they're talking about the 81 milligram uh, dosing here um, they gave us a grade C recommendation which was sort of you know, it's one of those talk to your patients about this because it's a small net benefit but it's noted that the benefit grew with increasing 10-year cardiovascular disease risk and the magnitude of the lifetime benefit was greater when aspirin was initiated at a younger age. So as I think about this, what you're saying is those at high risk for, for developing cardiovascular disease, there's probably a benefit for that group. And the younger you start, the, the more the benefit. But the additional caveats to note that this recommendation applied to those, again, they're asymptomatic, right? So it's primary prevention and that they also were not at an increased risk for bleeding. All right, they had no history of previous uh, GI ulcers, no recent bleeds or other medications, or they were taking uh, other medical conditions or medications that would also increase their risk of bleeding. So lots of little caveats uh, tucked in there as you as you think about it.
0: Yeah, I think that 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 last point can't be overstated. If you're taking a PPI for your chronic GERD and you're taking an aspirin, you're probably uh, potentially causing the problem, leading to two medications being used, and so. Unless you have a patient at very high cardiovascular risk, this still seems like a challenging idea to me in those 40 to 59. Um, What do you think about stopping aspirin? How do you discuss that? And, And was there any benefit with regards to colorectal cancer?
1: Yeah, they 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 did comment on. So, by the way, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, again, we continue to look. By the way, for that magic pill here to uh, to take us, uh, you know, into eternity, uh, um, and and uh, I, I don't think aspirin's it. Um, but, so they basically said that it's pretty clear the net benefits get progressively smaller with advancing age, and the risk continue to increase. So the modeling data suggests that. By the age of 75, if people have been taking this, just stop it. There's no benefit over the age of 75. They looked at the colorectal cancer benefit, and they said the evidence still remained unclear whether the use of aspirin actually has a benefit or not. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, for colorectal cancer prevention, screening clearly is a benefit, um, and that should really be what we're doing and worrying about that, and and really uh, no obvious benefit from aspirin uh, for colorectal cancer uh, screening either.
0: And I want to make the point that we're talking about using aspirin for primary prevention for people without known cardiovascular disease, but at increased cardiovascular risk. Uh, If you chat with any colorectal surgeon, they will tell you that the best way to prevent colorectal cancer is having a high fiber impact on the colon. And so changing your diet, adding um, a natural fiber supplement, doing anything is probably more more likely to have a benefit to prevent colorectal cancer than taking an aspirin. So, Bob, I I have started taking patients off aspirin. Certainly anyone over 70, I've encouraged them if they haven't had heart disease, it's okay to stop it, Uh, especially if they're bruising or they bring it up to me. And for those 40 to 59, I do talk about aspirin, but I say, look, there's other ways, other better ways That will help lower your risk of having a heart attack or any cardiovascular outcome or colorectal cancer. And it really just involves a small commitment of time and energy, taking a walk after dinner, walking up and down the stairs at lunchtime, trying to find some way to increase physical activity. Uh, Do you have any hints or any quick practices that you use to try to help people come off aspirin and, and do other things to change their lifestyle?
1: Yeah, no, the same thing. And of course, we are talking about uh, stopping an elderly. And, and you mentioned the fact is, as, as we do get older, our, our skin gets uh, thinner, uh, you see more bruising and, and so on. And people are worried about that. And I point out that's probably uh, the aspirin is not helping. And that also helps with the conversation. There's an obvious evidence of bruising and bleeding risk. Um, and the aspirin's is a, a component of that. So that's often helpful um, as, uh, as, as, as well.
0: Well, Bob, uh, this is terrific. Thanks so much for letting us know that the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force has taken this jump and encouraging us to try to help our patients in ways other than taking an aspirin.
1: Practice pointer. U.S. Preventive Services Task Force has concluded that there is no net benefit for prescribing aspirin, even low-dose aspirin, for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease in adults age 60 and over.
0: Join us next time when we discuss biennial screening for breast cancer and its benefits at improving diagnosis of cancer with lowering the risk of false positive results. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking about Family Medicine brought to you by PrimeMed to claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.